Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast. And it is primarily about music and creative culture in London. I'm trying to give you some insight into what is happening right now in this city. Today's episode, I'm speaking to a newcomer to the Saddest Night Out family. His name is Jack Mann. He is a spoken word performer, poet, and all-round electric presence on the stage. The last time I saw him perform live, I picked up one of his books called Block, which he talks about in our conversation, as well as just giving us an introduction to who he is, where he's come from, and how he came to be about all that he's about. I am nowhere near as good with words as he is, so let's get straight to it. This is me talking to Jack Mann. We're at the Allsop Arms. We had an open mic there Sunday, the 2nd of June. We're normally there on Saturdays, but there was a football match happening on Saturday, so Last week we were there on Sunday. He was kind enough to drop in. I think he had only arrived in London a few hours before we spoke. And we had a quick chat before I had to set up the night and he had to head off for his pressing engagements as well. So this is me talking to Jack Mann at the Allsop Arms by Baker Street Station. Enjoy this chat and I'll catch up with you a bit afterwards. Okay, I am sat in the Allsop Arms. It's the quiet before the storm. The night hasn't begun yet. I'm here with a recent addition to the UK Open Mic family and a first-timer to the Saddest Night Out podcast. What's your name? Hi, so I'm Jack, Jack Mann, and who Jack Mann on Instagram. So, Jack, how would you describe your performances at Open Mic Nights? What do you do? So, I would say that it's a mix of um, classical spoken word, you know, having a poem, delivering it with an accent, with an idea of pace and performance but then I bring in my drum machine to try and give it more weight and maybe a bit more rhythm so if you're not into the words at least you can get something from the beat and I definitely get a lot from the beat I also really remember that your first the first time I remember seeing you you covered John Cooper Clark yeah is that an insight to your early influences for your performances yeah absolutely so as I was starting out as a performer I met John Cooper Clark um, off the back of him premiering his documentary evidently chicken town uh, at sheffield dock fest so i volunteered at this festival just to meet him Um, (laughs) and it paid off it paid off i had an hour-long chat with him at the end of it and from that point on i was hooked with spoken word performance how long ago was that so that was 2012 i think so that's when you started started writing started performing or both i think that's when it crystallized for me that it was something that was enjoyable that could be done by anyone who got up on stage and did it yeah. rather than someone who had an innate talent or was um, incredibly uh, switched into words, switched onto words. It was something that could be nurtured. You might have something inherently, but you could always improve on that. Uh, and he started out, uh, he's a miller or he was working in a factory, you know, poems or something he did on the side. Um, so yeah, for him, it was something that he moved into and I saw something similar in myself. Yeah, because as someone who's very much a layman in the field of poetry and spoken word, it can feel very much like an elite type thing. Yeah, so yeah. You've ever been to maybe Oxbridge or something and quoting Yeats and something very fancy. Mm. But someone like John Cooper Clark, who I saw perform in Huddersfield when I was at university there, okay. which is why when he started doing Chicken Town, I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I've never heard that before. Yes, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. And he, he felt like a real, like, a punk approach to poetry just that no anyone can actually do it as long as you've got something to say yeah get up there and say it so were you a fan is it like before and after John Cooper Park before you were a fan and afterwards you got involved 
Possibly, yeah. I think that I was going through a moment of big head performance. So we had Bob Dylan, Robert Smith, (laughs) and then John Cooper Clark into the mix. Um, And I was studying English literature at the time at Sheffield. Uh, So to hear him be so anti-poetry, to do his end rhymes, and to be so beat-focused, one of his bits of wisdom that he imparted to me was that when he started out, it used to take him 30 minutes to do a full set. And if he could get that under 10 minutes, then that would be a significant improvement. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that aspect of it. You get up there, you say what you want to say, however you want to say it, and then get off before you get bottled. Yep. Um, I really like that approach <laughs> to poetry, a, you know? Yeah, that's a good approach, like with open mics and music, but for poetry, it's, it sounds different to me, but yeah. it sounds like it can work as well. <laughs> so has there been an evolution in your style of performance and writing since then? I would say so. I think that I started out trying to be cool, trying to be seen, maybe even being seen to be on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it was an artificial extension of my degree. I was running a poetry group at the time and it was a little bit forced. Yeah. If people didn't show up to perform, you probably experienced this yourself at your own open mic, yeah. you just fill in the gap. Uh-huh. So for me it was both perfunctory and an aesthetic thing. Um, you know, it was either something that I had to do because nobody showed up yeah. or it was something I was doing because I was trying to overly promote myself. I think at this point it's a case of I really enjoy doing it and as I've grown older I'm not trying to write, I'm writing because I understand things differently and writing is the expression of that as close to the experience yeah. as reliving the actual experience, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So it's actually quite tough going through some of the words um, and if I've written poems for people or about them and then read the poems to them mm. that can bring smiles it can bring tears on both ends of the conversation yeah. um, so that's what I'm in it for now wow. um, and obviously it'd be great to get that connection every time on the stage it might not come off like that every time but to get on stage particularly around London going to the open mics that you've been putting on there's been a thrill it's been new crowd new places new opportunities to just try and get that connection and if it doesn't happen go on to the next one exactly so when did London enter the picture when did you first come to this town so it was mid-March I came down around the solstice um, no around the equinox sorry I do think in those terms sometimes (laughs) so the clocks had just changed um, and within a week I'd signed for a flat signed a job contract and was on an open mic Whoa. on the Tuesday night so it actually took me four days to be settled in London um, before that I was out in Sydney um, and I was in Sheffield so working on my writing a little bit of travelling um, just making sure to connect with the people who really impacted my life um, wow. yeah. so London is looking like it's going to be home for now at least going forward I would like to say you know, we give it another 18 months at least from here Um, I was just in Liverpool this weekend and it was great to be back up north and we were there for the football and the atmosphere was electric but it was cold and the £10 rounds only get you so far you know (laughs) I'm actually quite happy to be back down here and that's something that I never would have said when I was pretentious on stages in Sheffield yeah I was very staunch as a northerner very anti-London didn't need it not about that you know we can do it up here and it might still be the case with some people but for me, actually, I'm more about inclusivity and joining as many crowds as possible. Yeah. Um, and I've been welcomed by London, so I should be welcome into it. 
I can say it's so poetically put, but I'm talking to a poet, I feel a bit trite <laughs> to say. But you're most, on behalf of all of London, welcome to the city. We're very happy to have you. As so, London for the next 18 months, you've also released a book. Tell us about that. So the book came out in 2017 um, and was... Uh, uh, is based on a series of stories from maybe 2011 to 2014. Uh, so 11 stories from that. And then when I revisited them, I knew that they were right. I knew that they were their own thing, their own narrative. Uh, but I didn't quite believe in the words in the same way. So I didn't want to get rid of them. But I didn't want to be disingenuous when I was on stage potentially reading them. So I took those 11 poems and then put them out again in the second half of the book and then started to remove the words that I didn't believe in anymore. Without realising that's what I was doing, it was a form of block poetry. Um, and I think the title maybe comes from that, so the poems are called Block. So by deleting the words that I didn't believe in, different stories began to appear in them. Wow. Um, and sometimes it could just be that the pretentious narrator has lost his pretense. Um, or it could be that when you're in this busy cafe, and you see the uh, the arrogant, vivacious person come in for want of a much shorter expletive. <laughs> Actually, you take the words out and the narrative flips. So you're in the head of that person who's just walked in that the original poem was directing all of its ire at. Oh. Yeah. And it's very easy to see how things can be misinterpreted or why people do those things when you take words from their mouths or put them in. That's yeah. a really innovative, I'd never heard of that before, that's a really innovative method. So is there, are there more published works on the horizon? Or are you more focused on performance? Where's your head at these days? Yes, it's a good question. I would like to perform more, and I think that anything I write should be written for performance. Those poems, I do read aloud, but sometimes it feels like I'm just reading out loud rather than performing them. Um, I've got about 12 poems lined up. I think this could become bigger. And instead of focusing on it as a page project, it becomes a stage project, almost as a lyric book, so that the performance comes first, that I put together, say, a 20, 30 minute set. It's a story, it's a narrative that goes through the ups and the downs. And then there's a book or a poster, perhaps, that goes alongside that, so that you've seen the performance and then you have the poster for reference, rather than, you know, this is the book and maybe hear it spoken I want it to be an immersive thing and yeah. I'd like to work with visual artists, graphic designers. Um, I've got two people in mind at the moment who I think could really make the words pop on the page. Um, so it should be as much of a pleasure to look at as to read as to hear. Um, and I think I've got the right people around me to make that happen. I just need to figure out what we make happen if you know yeah. what I mean. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned at the start, but could you tell us again, where can people find you online to stay tuned with this journey? Yeah, so on Instagram, it's who Jackman, who is in the question, and then my full name, Jack, M-A-N-N, uh, whojackman.com. Um, that's where you'll get me online. Also on SoundCloud, same name. Uh, other than that, I guess it'll be at your open mics, right? Yes, this is Oh, I'm loving that. I'm loving the advertising Something like right that, there. yeah. Didn't even have to pay you to say that. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to your next performance. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Looking forward to it. And that was that. Thank you very much, Jack, for your time. As he mentioned, 
a few times and I will mention again. You can find him online, Who Jack Man, M-A-N-N. I mean, how are you not impressed by that conversation? The guy is... the. I, uh, I guess I find it funny that I keep finding myself lost for words in his presence and when talking about him. He's a fantastic performer, a really interesting artist and someone who is very much hitting the ground running. First of all, to come to London within four days, just be set up, that's all kinds of impressive. But the way he talks about what he does, you can tell his mind is 100% in it and he's thinking about all the different facets that encompass what he does and what he can do with them. So I really look forward to seeing what comes next from one Jack Mann. And once again, you can find him online at who Jack Mann, all one word. As for me, well, as I've mentioned before, and as I've heard other podcasters mention in their podcasts, so I'll do it on mine, I do have a couple of engagements coming up. So on the 16th of June, Sunday 16th of June, I will be at the Stag's Head as part of the Paper Boat Collective. There is a whole bunch of music happening at that venue and you should be there to check it out. That is Sunday 16th of June at the Stag's Head in Hoxton. And then on Tuesday the 25th of June, I will be playing as loads of Japanese bands along with its own animal, Juliet and Nanette and Delilah Black and Buckley. That will be at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street, Tuesday the 25th of June. I still am not entirely sure who actually listens to this podcast. It might be just my dad. It might be hundreds of people in London. It might be just the three bots based in Indonesia. I don't know, but whoever listens, I do hope I get to see some of you at those events and do feel free to come up and say hi or say hi to me digitally. I am available on most social media as saddest night out all as one word. As for what I'm doing personally, I have a rehearsal tonight for my music. I have a rehearsal tomorrow as part of the Paper Boat Collective. I have my open mic nights, ukopenmic.com to find out where all of those are. But my next one is at the Littleton Arms in Camden. And there's another artist I've been working with, Lou, who's looking to put on a show at some point this month, I think in the same week as mine. In fact, Nielsen Reevely, a friend of the podcast, also has a show coming up on the 22nd of June, I believe, on a Saturday. And that will be in Beckenham. I hope I am not putting that out there before he's put it out there. But if I have, I apologize, Nielsen, but there's a bit of a world exclusive for anyone listening. Uh, Yeah, so I feel as though the wheels are starting to turn a bit now. And it's similarly to how I started this podcast. I wanted some sort of third party to force me out of my rut and help me build a better work ethic and a better productivity rate. There are now third parties forcing me to do the same with regards to putting what I do and what my friends do out into the wider world. So there are some artists looking to put on a show who have asked me to help out with finding a venue or bringing some attention to it. And this is where I really need to turn the key in the ignition with what I do. And the first thing I want to do is reconnect with all of the people that I've spoken to on this podcast. I wrote it on one of the back on the back of one of my notepads. I think it's, at I want to say, at least 70 different artists of some variety that I've spoken to. And if I could get in touch with all of them and then get them all to, on the same day, post on their social media that they've been on this podcast, I think that could really boost the attention that it's drawn towards this, which would in turn boost the attention brought 
to each person that I've spoken to. And again, I'm sure I've said all of this on a previous podcast. It's just on me to actually see it through. I also realized now that I am available on Spotify, some of the people I've spoken to aren't on any streaming platforms or anything like that yet. But if you search for their artist name, it's quite likely that the only results you'll get, or at least one of the results you'll get, is my conversation with said artist. For instance, I don't think Unique Technique has anything on Spotify, but if you search his name, you'll find my episode with him, as well as Soka Samuel, who, by the way, celebrated his birthday yesterday. So, happy birthday again, Soka Samuel. It was a wonderful night celebrating your birthday with you at our open mic at the Allsop Arms. Right, I'm getting dangerously close to rambling again, and we all know how much I love to do that. So I'll end it there. Thank you again, Jack. Do check him out online, at Man. Thank you to everyone who came to the open mic last night, and I'll see you all again, hopefully, this Wednesday at the Littleton Arms in Camden. Wish me luck on tonight's rehearsal. I'm actually heading to talk to someone for another episode beforehand, and I've still got some chores to do around the house that will hopefully get done in time. So I really best jet. Lovely talking to you all once again, and I will hopefully catch you on tomorrow's episode. Until then, take care.